Thanks for being with us. Well, some ads on Craigslist are getting a lot of attention. They are ads for rental units, but saying things like utilities included except internet, TV, laundry available, no pets, no smoking, no partying, vegetarians only. And then this one goes on to say in brackets, no eggs, meat, fish, or seafood. So if you thought you could slip in being a pescatarian, think again. Is this legal, though? That's just one of several ads on Craigslist that says they would like a vegetarian to be the tenant. Well, let's bring in Hunter Boucher, Director of Operations at Landlord BC. Hunter, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me today. Have you heard of this happening very much, that somebody puts that in the rental ad that you must be vegan or vegetarian? Uh, from time to time, we have seen, uh, much like, like you have on, on, on various listing sites, ads such as this. Certainly, it, it does happen on occasion. And is it legal? Um, it's, it's less a question about whether or not it's legal and more a question of whether or not it's enforceable. Um, hmm. So uh, when we look at whether or not something is legal, we have to look at what laws might apply. And there are several laws that could potentially apply. There's the Human Rights Code, Personal Information Protection Act, and the Residential Tenancy Act. The Human Rights Code protects against discrimination based on a lot of things, but it doesn't talk specifically about diet. So it doesn't really fall under that, uh, though, of course, that could tie into other things that are protected under that, such as religion, um, ancestry, place of origin, um, and such. Certainly some of those are going to tie into diet as well. Um, under the the privacy legislation, it might be something that is questionable as to whether or not you can really ask that question. Um, the legislation regarding privacy issues really talks about reasonability, and the question becomes, is it reasonable in an average tenancy to ask someone what their diet is? Um, I think most would argue that's not a reasonable thing, so it probably wouldn't uh, be considered okay under that. Uh, and then under the Residential Tenancy Act, having a rule on that, uh, having a rule in a tenancy agreement saying the tenant must be vegetarian and only cook vegetarian food um, or vegan food, um, likely would be considered unconscionable under the, the Residential Tenancy Act. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> what you put in your body. Is this a slippery slope and there will be other things that you can't do because of this? Well, again, I don't think it's enforceable in any way whatsoever. So I don't know that it's a, it's a slippery slope. If it were allowed, then, then certainly that might be considered a slippery slope, and it certainly would be problematic. Um, but again, any type of rule like this prohibiting what tenants do in their unit when it comes to what they're putting in their body, uh, what they're eating, uh, is generally something that isn't going to be enforceable like that. Uh, earlier, Jill brought up a really good point that um, when we were scour uh, scouring Twitter, <laughs> that people say that they're vegan or vegetarian because they're trying to get into to get into a residency. Um, how weird is that? Well, is that certainly you know it, it is a very tight market at the moment. Um, but you know, it comes down to just ensuring that landlords are, are educated on what is considered reasonable uh, in situations like this. And, and I would say that things like this are generally not considered reasonable. Would it be different, I suppose, and we know the rental market, uh, people in many cases are having a tough time finding a place, finding a place that's affordable. Would it be different if it was, say, the basement suite in a house was for rent and the, ten the landlords lived upstairs and they're 
what they're actually saying is we don't want anyone downstairs who's going to be cooking meat or is going to be cooking things that are that we're going to be able to smell from upstairs. So would that be different, do you think, or or even be able to be enforced as opposed to somebody's renting out a suite in a building or a standalone suite? Uh, well, certainly when it comes to um, certain rules, there's, there's, you know, can be a difference in the type of unit, but, um, you know, with, with that being said, again, it, it comes down to, to being able to prove that this rule is really necessary in the tenancy <laughs> to prove that there's some type of loss if the tenant were to uh, to breach that type of rule, and I think that those would be difficult things to to substantially prove in in situations like this, um, I, I I highly doubt at the residential tenancy branch that an arbitrator is going to look at this and say, yeah, that's a reasonable um, uh, rule or, or clause in this tenancy, um, which which would give them the opportunity to say, no, it's not enforceable in this case, or it's not material to the tenancy. And one of the uh, one of the ads is it's a thousand dollars, and I, I'm, I think if I'm reading it right, it says it's a one bedroom suite. Although I'm not sure if it's actually a one bedroom suite or a bedroom. Although it does say it's a suite, but this is an ad that says uh, suite for pure vegetarian girl only in Cornerstone Building. That seems like it's extremely specific and not enforceable. Well, we, that certainly, and it isn't like that, would certainly need to be, be looked at, certainly, because that very clearly in a situation like that, we would likely be looking at contraventions under the Human Rights Code. With that being said, you know, it, it's hard to say whether or not that's a suite, and it really is actually a private suite, or if it's shared accommodation, which is something that is completely different. But. Wouldn't it be dependent on the landlord having proper ventilation if, if, if you know, these smells of this, these cooking smells are bothering them? Well, and that's that's exactly it. It, it comes down to you know, if you if you choose to to rent out but your your, your basement, uh, so long as what the tenant is doing isn't damaging the property in some way, which is something that you know could happen if the tenant were say smoking in their unit, for example. Uh, there's very clearly a loss there because we know that the, that that smoke can cause damage. Um, but whereas with cooking, um, you know, the odors of cooking, um, even if we don't necessarily like the smell of what someone else is cooking, uh, isn't necessarily um, going to damage damage the property. And you know, with proper ventilation, shouldn't really generally be be much of an issue. Maybe it's not even about the cooking, and maybe it's just a philosophical debate. <laughs> and and you know, very very possibly. But the the reality is, residential tenancies aren't really uh, an avenue to to push philosophical philosophical debates onto onto other people. Right. So even if it was the case of the landlord, and again, I'll use this scenario, if it's a landlord or so somebody on the main floor, they're renting out the lower floor, and that person is a pure, purely vegetarian, maybe vegan, and the, the argument being that maybe they're very religious or spiritual, and they're very much opposed to animals and eating animals, they couldn't possibly stand to have somebody in their home doing that. Would that be enough of an argument? Or again, maybe they shouldn't be in the landlord situation. Certainly, that is a question that should be asked. Um, and again, you know, I think that you know there are always going to be occasionally unique situations that require some sensitivity. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, when you're renting out a space to to someone else, it's reasonable to assume that they're going to to live reasonably, which may include eating 
eating meat. Um, so, you know, the the enforceability of any of those sets of clauses uh, is is something that I think, again, likely would, would not, not meet the test at the residential sense event by any means. What's the strangest requirement from a landlord that you've seen? Oh, that is hard. Um, <laughs> There's so many. Too you know, many? You, can, you can't keep count? You know, it, and it's not necessarily, you know, we see a lot of, of, of stranger things, not so much coming from, from landlords, but a lot, of, a lot more in, in shared accommodations. Um, and, and that's a very different, different world altogether where people are, are needing to live together. Um, so looking for kind of a personality meshing there as well. Um, but, um, you know, the reality is most landlords aren't, aren't really concerned what, what their tenants are, are cooking or really what their tenants are doing in the unit, so long as they're looking after the unit, relatively clean, respectful, paying the rent on time, all the, the kind of standard hallmarks of, 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 of a tenancy. All right. Hunter, thanks so much for joining us and for setting us straight on what you can and can't request or require as a landlord. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. Have a good day. We are talking about rentals and rental ads where it is in black and white, vegetarians and only vegans apply. Robin Gill is co-hosting today and tomorrow, and we have a lot of callers on the line who want to weigh in on this. Let's start with Jen in Coquitlam. Hey, Jen, go ahead. Hi, uh, landlords, you are taking the Lord part of your title far too seriously here. (laughs) I'm a longtime landlord, and are you mortified if I... Um, you know, put forth some of the rules and regulations that landlords here do. Like, it's just ridiculous. Have you I ever mean, put any rules or, or, or... Yeah, I mean, I restrict the pets thing. It's because we're remote landlords and we just, we can't um, visit our place as often as we'd like to. That's really the only one. Um, I do think that landlords should be able to choose who they rent to and under what circumstances. But come on, like, if you were living somewhere... Sorry, I'm out of breath. <laughs> working. Um, uh, if, if you're working, if you're living somewhere with your family and you face these kinds of limitations, can you imagine living under that roof? Like living under those, like having to walk on eggshells all the time. I mean, come on, guys. Like, it's a two-way business. This is not a one-way business. You're not the Lord. Like, if, if someone's renting from you, this is their home while they are renting from you. That's the business transaction that you've agreed to. And so, if you are renting to somebody and you're telling them what they can cook and all this stuff. Like that's ridiculous. This is, you have to remember this is a two way street, not a one way street. All right, Jen, thanks for that. Although no walking on eggshells if it's the vegan place, because that wouldn't be allowed in there either. Uh, Let's go to Laura Lee in Richmond. Laura Lee, go ahead. Hi. Um, With regard to your previous caller, she's saying they can't have pets. So that's, putting in their own values and uh, preferences as well. I am a landlord, have been for 16 years. I'm also licensed to do property management in BC. I require them to be vegetarians. They can be vegan if they like. I'm not going to work my butt off to provide a property for someone to live in where they practice something totally opposed to my values. And I've checked with residential tenancy. I have it as clauses in my lease, and they said it's just like smoking. I can require that they not do a particular activity. And so you have it in your agreement that vegetarians only? Yep. Have done all along. No problem. You've never had a problem. You've never had a problem. 
nope, residential tenancy. They also don't have a problem with it. So, And is it the odors that, that go with the cooking, or what no, is it? No, this is a standalone apartment. It's because I have a belief system and a system of values. Similar to other people, they may say, someone else may believe, oh, that everyone has a right to their own gender identity. Other people may disagree with that. So, you know, I believe that we should not be consuming animals. And so I'm working really hard to provide for the place. People's rent doesn't cover the actual cost of a property. You have to work to put into it. And I've got money tied up in it. I want my values reflected in my property. I don't want it to have a history of cruelty. So then, but do you ask other questions too about... I don't even ask. Okay. I I don't have to ask. My ad says vegetarian. The lease says that the person agrees. I'm not asking if they're vegetarian. I've had non-vegetarians live there, but they want to live there and they respect it. And I believe that they do. I'm very careful about the tenants I select. All right. Laura Lee, thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Let's uh, go down the list. And now we are going to John on the North Shore. John, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. the first lady saying no pets. I have a pet. I find that discriminatory. And by the standards of the laws, it is discriminatory. You can't tell somebody they can't have a pet, I, I believe, right, in B.C.? Um, yeah, you can. But I do... Uh, you, you can. That's yes. unbelievable. Uh, you can in Ontario. Go Ontario. Um, I, I, I think there's certain instances like dietary because that could also be religious. Um, and if they don't want, uh, you know, people consuming meat in their house, I think it's totally, I think it should be legal because they, you know, for whatever reason, they don't want meat in their house. That's fine. And I think the government uh, has their nose stuck in there. Uh, too far, and I also believe that if we were to relax a little bit uh, on the, re- the restrictions you have on landlords, um, I think we'd probably have a bigger selection of rentals. Which, do you mean raising rent and those kind of rules, or which rules? Well, also raising rent. So they're going to do SFU or uh, UBC at 8%, but, but, the, uh, but everybody else is stuck with the, whatever the government says. I think that's kind of discriminatory. That's one, but just opening up what they can, you know, like vegan, or if, if they don't want uh, people smoking pot or whatever, they should have those rights to say it, and, and it's their property, not the government's property. All right, John, thanks for that. So we'll keep on going down the list. I mean, to me, I don't know, Robin, your thoughts on this. The, the, the argument, though, could go the other way. Imagine if the ad said, you must be a carnivore. You must <laughs> eat meat to live in this suite. And, I mean, I don't eat meat, but I cook it for my dogs, so I don't think I would fall into any of these categories. Uh, that's actually a really good point, Jill. I never even thought of that. <laughs> let's, uh, let's keep going down the list of callers. Denise in Vancouver, go ahead. Hi, I am vegan, and I actually feed my dogs vegan kibble as well, and they love it. Um, My husband and I have owned our house for 25 years, and if we were to rent out our suite downstairs, there is no way we would rent it to somebody who uh, was completely against our personal values. Our house is our temple, literally. We have put our hearts and souls into it. It's a, it's a sanctuary for neighborhood birds and, and you name it. And we've got our dogs here. And there is nothing worse than the smell of a sentient being being fried 
uh, sentient being also known as a pig or a cow. Uh, what people might smell as bacon, we smell as a sentient being that was horrifically, had a hor- horrible life, horrifically slaughtered, and is on somebody's plate for no- nothing other than pure pleasure of that person. And I do not want that odor in my house. I don't want it anywhere near me. I wouldn't even have a vegetarian in the house because the dairy industry is just as horrific as the meat industry. So, no, my temple, my home, there are plenty of vegans that share my philosophy that we can share a meal with even because if you're going to share my house and yard, we're going to get along. So, you know, you've got to be somewhere along. You've got to be aligned with our values if we are going to share our beautiful space with you. All right, Denise, thanks for that. We'll leave it there. If you didn't get through, apologies. Call us on the buzz line, 